Are you that weirdo that falls in love with love? Well, good, because this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird. Well, that was wonderful. Do you have any plans for this weekend? Um, I have no plans at all whatsoever. And I, I set very low expectations for my husband. I said all I wanted was a card. I thought you were going to say a car. No, card. <laughs> I think that's sweet. I mean, yeah. I don't think that you need to necessarily ask for a big thing for Valentine's Day. He has to work on Valentine's Day. He's been telling me, like, there's been like a, hey, don't forget I have to work countdown for like the last <laughs> month. So don't expect much because I got to work kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, he's just been telling me, so I'm like not enraged on Valentine's when Day. When he does have when to he, work. When he like isn't there. And also Pop Rocks. It is a sound of love. Hi. Hello. Welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie. I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets, Gets Weird. Weird. We're a podcast that has drinks and talks about weird shit. This week we are drinking beautiful, festive, delicious Cupid's Kiss. They are so adorable they're, i can't wait for everybody to see the pictures oh my on gosh our they, instagram they are so adorable i love them so um should we leave a cliffhanger and make the listeners go check out our instagram and not describe them this week Ooh, good idea i love that how very coy of us okay. and speaking of coy which i just associate with love because i think i'm kind of fucked up um <laughs> we are doing a valentine's day episode but with a weird twist yes so, uh, let's get into it then, I suppose. Well, actually, let's talk about this because we had this discussion. Nobody really knows where Valentine's Day started or how it started or where it comes from. There's a lot of theories, which yes. we're going to go over two theories of how Valentine's Day started. But at the end of the day, I think it's a mystery. Yeah, I think it's pretty much just legends, lore, stories, there's definitely not anything that is. You think capitalism started Valentine's Day? Maybe. Hallmark. Hallmark. Maybe. Hallmark's first name is Cupid. <laughs> Mr. Hallmark's first name is Cupid. The, the There's card sales were down after um, Krampus. So they decided <laughs> to invent another uh, holiday where people would buy cards feverishly. And candies. And there you go. Valentine's Day was born. And every husband has been sad ever since. And boyfriend. <laughs> and lover. <laughs> and wife. And significant other. Yes. Anyways, no. Just, that's all. Just kidding. Valentine's Day is a little stressful for people, though. Um, I think it's stressful for people who, um, where, like, society makes you feel like you have to have expectations on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, it's or if you're in a new relationship and you start dating somebody... It's Valentine's Day. You feel like there's a lot of pressure on you. You got to get it right. I mean, have you ever dated someone who like breaks up with you right before Valentine's Day so they don't have to buy you a gift? <laughs> no, but that uh, it's is the worst. typical. It's <laughs> such a dude move. Uh, speaking of dating, on our one and done episode this week, we are going to go over really horrible dates. It's going to be super fun. For our Valentine's Day theme this week. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I love reliving horrible dates. Anyways, so sorry about that uh, tangent I took us on. No, I liked it. 
So, and we're not totally anti-Valentine's Day. No. We just think you should show people that you love them every day. Yeah. We do like the excuse to wear extra pink and eat extra candy. That's yeah. That's the best part about Valentine's Day. Yes. That's what, you know what I like, I always, I, I'm not a big Valentine's Day celebrator with my husband, but I do celebrate Valentine's Day with my kids. We make, last year we actually made heart-shaped pizzas. Yeah, we do stuff like that too. And like heart-shaped pancakes. And I buy them little treats mm-hmm. and stuff. We do Valentine's Day um, little baskets. I got those growing up. Like it was just a thing because the month of February can be like kind of cold and dreary. And I felt like growing up, my mom just made it kind of a like a like a special day. Like we got a little basket with little chocolates or we got, you know, yeah, something special. That's kind of what I try to do too. Me too. So... That's what I like about Valentine's Day. It's an excuse to be extra sweet. It is. I like that too. All right. So should we get into our Valentine's Day legends? Yes. Okay. So you're going to bring a legend to the table and I'm going to bring a legend to the table. Are they conflicting? Can they both be right? They can both be right. I think they're different time periods. Okay. So they can both be right. I just let, let's decide at the end whose legend we like more. Uh, what is the most probable yes. starting of Valentine's Besides Day? Besides Mr. Cupid Hallmark starting it. Yes. Aside from that theory. You know, wouldn't that be just like total? Th- well, uh, I tend to be a little bit cynical. And it's like, wouldn't that be the worst if everybody just the curtain was pulled back and it was actually just like a um, like corporate invention to like make money and sell cards and chocolates and chocolate covered strawberries which you know what even though I'm like anti-corporate holiday please send me some chocolate covered strawberries (laughs) yes please because I'm a hypocrite and I love chocolate covered strawberries (laughs) we may hate corporate agenda but we love candy more (laughs) exactly and okay so you do you want to go first sure I'll go first all right all right so the year 270 AD. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're definitely not conflicting. <laughs> but I'm excited for 270 Two, AD. 270 AD. Seems like just yesterday. <laughs> so if we don't get 10 dad jokes in, we get a fine. Yes. It's part of our contract. Mm-hmm. It's part of our deal. So Claudius the Cruel was ruling Rome with an iron fist. Do you like his nickname? Claudius the Cruel. No, I don't like his nickname. Well, that's my stage name. It's so. setting a precedent for a lot of torture, I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't like it at all. He does not seem like a good guy. How long are you in charge of an area before you get the nickname is what I want to know. Is it after you're done? Is it week two? Is I don't know. You know what? Like here's... five years into a 10-year period? Did he show up and say, listen, bitches, from now on I'm known as Claudius the Cruel and don't fuck with me. Call me Claudius the Cruel. Maybe he made up his own nickname. Maybe he did. Sounds like an asshole. He does. I mean, clearly. The emperor, like most rulers, was mainly concerned with his army. Mm -hmm. Not unusual. Yeah. Unfortunately for Mr. Cruel, that's what I'm going to call him from here on out, (laughs) young men weren't overly interested in signing up for his military. Claudius believed that the men were unwilling to join the military because they didn't want to leave their wives and children. Maybe they just didn't like fighting. Cassie's eating pop rocks right now. Can you hear that? Into the oh mic. My. 
Sorry. Yes, you can hear that. Sorry. Spoiler alert. There's pop rocks involved in our They're drink so this week. Loud. I'm so sorry. I thought I would. The pop rocks symbolize the excitement. The sparks. The sparks fly Between in. two people and their <laughs> bodies. All right. So Claudius is pissed about men not wanting to join the military. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's because they don't want to leave their wives and children. Probably because they just don't like fighting, but okay. Yeah. So Claudius, being the problem solver that he is, <laughs> decide to ban all marriages and engagements oh, in Rome. Okay. Yeah. Now I understand where he got the nickname Claudius the Cruel. Yeah. Fucking it should have been just kill. Claudius the Dickhead. So, yeah, clearly people weren't too excited about this new uh, ban on all marriage and engagement. Also, I don't really know how that's in- enforced. You can't even get engaged. Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing to. He's like, let me see that ring finger. That's it. Yeah, I mean, but couldn't you just hide it? <laughs> yes. I mean, couldn't you just have a verbal engagement? Or couldn't you just, yeah, it's dumb. All right, so here comes Valentine. The Valentine? The Valentine. Okay. Valentine. Valentine thought that this new decree was ludicrous. So he continued to perform marriages in secret. Okay. My man, Valentine. He's a rebel. He's a badass. Unfortunately, Valentine's actions were quickly discovered. Uh, Who ratted him out? I don't know. Nobody can keep a secret. It was probably everybody who was engaged because newly engaged couples like cannot shut up about being engaged. My fiance. (laughs) We've all been on every social media platform. You know it was them. They yeah, were posting I, when I got engaged, ancient I photos that were actually paintings that took 17 hours stone to post carvings, for. Stone carvings. Of engagement pictures. Uh-huh. Flashing their rings. Hey, I've been there. I posted when I got engaged on my social media. Everybody does it. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, assuming. I did that like <gasps> surprise. I don't, you can't see. I'm not on television. I forgot. <laughs> but I did that, you know, that surprise face where you hold up your ring finger and, you know. You're like, what's happening? I like, just met this guy. <laughs> somebody loves me (laughs) anyways valentine my main man was secretly marrying people somebody ratted him out yes and claudius obviously heard and ordered that valentine be put to death oh shit okay he's not cruel he's cruel he's not chill he's crazy yeah valentine was arrested and taken before the prefect of rome a prefect is like a high-ranking Law official, city official. Okay. The prefect condemned Valentine to be beaten to death with clubs. Holy. And have his head cut off. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Such overkill. It seriously is. They're like, after you beat him to death, please chop off his head. Thanks. Jeez. Imagine having that. That's the day that you're working. You're like trying to change shifts with somebody. Can somebody please work this? I don't want to cut this guy's head off. (laughs) Will you just trade shifts with me, please? What? You send out, what, like a carrier pigeon? (laughs) So to try to pick up your shift? All right. I can't make it into work. Can anybody pick up my shift? Please. I've already beaten Valentine. I just need someone to finish the job. Okay? The beating's one day. I'll take care of that day. I just don't want to cut this guy's head off. Please. Fuck. And guess what day the sentence was to be carried out on? You guessed it. February 14th. (laughs) I guessed it with my eyes. She didn't guess it. She gave me a look. I guessed it with my eyes. Yeah. So all of this brutal overkill was supposed to happen on February 14th. Okay. 
While Valentine was jailed, he made friends. Of course he did. He's a nice guy. Maybe, for the sake of this romantic episode, let's say more than friends. Ooh, okay. I like the twist that this is taking, the turn that's taking. He made friends with, of all people, the jailer's daughter. (gasps) Romantic. Can you see the cover of this paperback novel? Valentine shirtless. The girl. Toga. Beautiful. Togas. She has ivy and i a head a head of ivy yeah her hair's not ivy super sexy ivy what are those things called crowns crowns yes an ivy crown so hot i love it i'm into it and the best part is is you know that neither of them have ever showered before oh i don't even very sexy very you know what? some people are into body sense <laughs> i'm assuming everybody was in 270 i think you just ignored it <laughs> It's like when you get nose blindness Mm -hmm. because it's so bad. Another version of their relationship, Valentine and the jailer's daughter, Mm -hmm. is that she was actually really young and blind and Valentine cured her blindness through his Christian faith. He like put his hands on her eyes. She could see the jailer was super amazed and thankful all right, I like both versions. I do Whether too. they had like a sword love affair, Let's it was say, forbidden. Yeah. Valentine was this rebel, and he saw this jailer's daughter bringing her dad lunch or whatever, and he said, "I gotta have that." Yeah, it's my last day on earth. I gotta have that. Or if he sees this little blind girl, and he's like, "Let me heal you." It's my last day on earth. I'm gonna put my hands on you in a platonic way, heal your eyesight. Let's combine the two. She's 35. Valentine and fell in love with the jailer. Jailer, not the daughter. And the jailer He's was blind. like, Valentine, my love, cure my daughter before somebody cuts your head off. All right. So, either way, it's a pretty cool story. Yes. Regardless of how the story began, it all ends the same way. Valentine could not avoid the inevitable. Poor Valentine. But before he was taken to his truly gruesome death, Mm -hmm. Valentine, always being the sweetheart, left the jailer's daughter a farewell note. (gasps) Legend has it, it was signed from your Valentine. And that is why we continue that tradition today. A true romantic. A true romantic. Valentine was beheaded on February 14th. And because of his great service to love, Valentine was named a saint after his death. That's a fantastic story, minus the beheading. It is a great legend. It's like true romance. It really is. It is. Yeah. It's pretty cute. It's pretty sweet. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. My sources for this legend of Valentine are history.com and Britannica.com. Well, so that's one theory. I want to hear your theory. You want to hear? Well, it's not mine. I, it is yours. You you wrote, you made this up. But I have another theory and it's pretty interesting. So I am going to talk about a little festival. You might have heard of it called Lupercalia. No. You've never heard of that? No. Oh, okay. Well, then this is going to be a surprise. My sources are thoughtco.com, an article called The Roman Festival of Lupercalia. Uh, Okay, so I just want to preface this by saying ancient Romans were kind of weird. But I'm like into it. 
I, I feel like as an ancient Roman, I'm offended. <laughs> lubrication lubricalia sounds like lubrication no it's not there was i don't think there was any lubrication involved in the festival okay other than like natural lubrication okay um but lubricalia so ancient romans were kind of weird but i'm into it the festival of lubricalia is sometimes linked with the beginning of valentine's day so it's going to get a little weird and then it's going to get a little more weird. So just brace yourself. I like it. Let's now I'm going to do like a back, a backstory. So you kind of just understand the context where this is coming from. Let's start off with Romulus and Remus. They were twins and Romulus was the first king and founder of Rome where all this takes place. Okay. <laughs> So when they were born, they were sent away by a jealous king because it said that they were the next in line to the throne. And as in ancient times, often the next in line to the throne was either killed or sent away because the current ruler did not want to give up the throne. As the myth goes, they were floating in a basket down a river and a she-wolf found them and took them to a cave where she suckled them. Okay. Right. So this cave is called Lupercal. Okay. And that is just like a quick version of the backstory. And it's only important in this moment because the festival took place in that cave. Oh, okay. So that's why I gave you a little history on the mm-hmm. cave. Because it's kind of important. And actually, I was reading... Uh, this cave was discovered by modern archaeologists in 2007. How did they know that it was that exact cave? I'm not exactly sure. I didn't go down the rabbit hole per se, but they did find it under Augustus's palace in Rome. It was like a like a big cavern underneath there. Anyways, so this festival, Lupercalia, is assumed to have started around the same time as Rome, which is 753 BC. And it went on for almost 1,200 years, if not more. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Until it was put to a stop by a pope by the name of Pope Galicius. Okay, so there's three important words to remember. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So it's... On the test. Write this down at home. It's Lupercal, which is the name of the cave. Okay. It's a Lupercalia, the name of the festival. Okay. And the priest that performed this festival. Lubrication. Lupercai. Okay. Okay. So the, it's, it's very, it was confusing. I had to read it like 17 times. I guess back in the day, there were a lot of stories about babies being put in baskets for their own safety because that's isn't the same. Down the river? Yeah. Sent down the river? That's the same story as the story of Moses from the Bible. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Everyone, ha- I guess that was a common practice. Just it's to put a baby in a basket and, and send him down yeah. the river so they wouldn't be killed by a jealous king. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So those are the three words to remember that are important in this story. Okay. There are two stages to this festival. The first stage was at the site where the twins Romulus and Remus were said to have been found being suckled by the she-wolf was the Lupercal Cave. So there, priests called the Lupercai sacrificed a goat 
and a dog on the Lupercalius festival. So they'd go into this specific cave Mm -hmm. where there was an altar and they would, the Luperci would sacrifice a goat and a dog. Shit. That's intense. And then they would have young men from prominent families kneeling on this altar. So then they would take a big knife. Uh Uh-oh. And they would dip the knife into the blood of the sacrificial animals. And then they would smear the blood on the foreheads of the men. Okay. Then they would take wool soaked with milk and wipe off the foreheads of these men kneeling. And then the men would be required to laugh out loud. What? Yes. <laughs> That's so weird. How is that the weirdest part? But it is. I have no idea. So they just. You know they want to cry. They got wiped with the bloody knife. They just watched then an animal got, get stabbed. Then, and then they got the blood wiped on them. Then they got wiped with uh, milk. milky wool. And then they lulled. What the fuck? This is so weird. Yes. So then the hide of the sacrificial animals was cut into strips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they would dip those strips into the blood of the sacrificial animals. And then they would save those strips for later, which I'm getting to. Just for DIYs? Yes. Okay. So then they would use those strips after the necessary feasts and drinking. So they basically went through this ritual. Mm-hmm. Then they had a huge feast and they drank a ton of wine. I think you'd need a feast and wine after I would all this some, intense shit. I would need some wine after that or before that. Yeah. And after. This is a lot. Okay. So then the following fuck? the feast, mm-hmm. the second stage of this festival began. Oh my God. It's still on stage one? Yes. Okay. Okay. So now with the men that were in the ritual, the ones that got their yeah. foreheads wiped yeah. with blood uh, and the luprasi. Uh-huh. So the priest and the men of the ritual, they took those strips of animal hide or what oh. they called thongs. Okay. So then they would strip naked. Okay. All the men would strip naked mm-hmm. and they would run holding those strips. Okay. They'd run through the streets of Rome and whip anybody within arm's distance with those bloody thongs of goat flesh. Yes. So. Well, I found. Sounds my like a new, good time. I found my new Valentine's ritual. <laughs> so. What the, the fuck, Cassie? Well, I, I didn't make it up. I, I, didn't, I thought we decided you did make this ritual. No, this is not my ritual. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So pretty much nobody wants to be picked as the per, as the man who the ritual happens to. Like nobody wants to On be that contrary, guy. On the contrary. Everybody wanted to be that guy. They want to be the person who's covered in blood, cleaned with milk, stripped naked, and then ran through town whipping people with bloody... Yes. And I'm going to pull this little piece of information out of my brain. Oh, my God. Mark Anthony, the great Roman, (laughs) was one of these men. Really? Not Mark Anthony, J-Lo's ex-husband, okay? (laughs) I know that's what you were thinking. Mark Anthony, the great Roman warrior, was one of these men. Was he really? Yes, he was. And as a matter of fact, during this ritual, he took a crown of gold and brought it to Julius Caesar and offered it, it to him at, to be the king of Rome. And this is the famous point in William Shakespeare's play, Julius Caesar, mm-hmm. where Caesar refuses the crown. Say, what's the line? 
I will not have this crown. <laughs> no, nah, I'm chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, bro. Anyways, so it happened during this festival. That was based Fucking on real events. Yeah. This festival is intense. It's, it's a lot. It's wild as fuck. Yeah. So anyways, so real prominent men did want to participate and they did participate in this festival. It was like kind of a big deal. So, so much of a big deal. It was the Ron Burgundy of festivals. <laughs> it is said that women would line the streets in hopes to be hit with the bloody thongs. What is happening? Listen, because if you were hit with the bloody thong, it would lead to fertility. So this is a fertility festival. Oh, my God. But they don't actually really know what kind of festival it was. <laughs> it could have just been a bunch of masochists But pretty much everything was about priests. fertility back then. So that's probably why they think that. Right. Like every statue, every prayer, everything was all about all about fertility. Well, they, they think like, okay, maybe this was a fertility festival or maybe this was a festival in honor of Romulus who was suckled by a wolf in this cave. Maybe it was. But goats are associated with fertility in mm-hmm. like ancient Roman beliefs. You so, think rabbits would be the animal. I know. Seriously. They wanted to be hit with these strips of goat. Masochists. Right. Uh, it's not really known why the guys were naked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there was a heavy sexual undertone because mm-hmm. it was fertility. Some say they were naked for speed. <laughs> um, but then also some of the information I found is they actually wore goat skin loincloths mm. to kind of, you know, so. Um, yeah, I can't imagine running naked with a penis is comfortable. I mean. There's a sentence I never thought that I'd say on a recording. It's just so floppy. I don't know how they walk around with those things. I, it's, it's really. They seem like a pain. It, it's a burden. It seems like it. I couldn't do it. I tape it. Um, <laughs> like when you take when people tape down their nipples so they don't show through a shirt, you just tape your penis to your y- leg. Yes, I would just tape it. <laughs> um, I would just go full Kendall. That's it. Because <laughs> knowing me, I just have it like a raging boner, like 20, 22 you, hours you, of the day. You would. If you were a man, you would always have a boner. I would. I would just have 100%. to tape it. Okay, so... Like I said, the whole festival had a sexual undertone. And in the beginning, in the very uh, first years of this festival, the women were encouraged to bear their bodies to be hit. So they would be hit bare. And mm-hmm. it would draw blood. These goats. Yeah, getting whipped with and you know goat skins covered in blood. I bet that that didn't get infected at all. I'm, yeah, it was, it was totally sterile. This is why back then people lived to be 25. <laughs> This is why things uh, like this, just getting whipped every day. Well, it said no that showers. It said, no, like I was reading a couple of things where it said like um, it was fertility, but they didn't want these men holding the goat thongs to actually like have sex with the women. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to the the drawing the blood and the whipping with the goat thongs were supposed to simul- uh, symbolize penetration and fertility. Okay. So I'm sure they probably had a big orgy afterwards. The whole entire town probably. was just was that part three having of sex the with each other. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. According to my personal records. Oh, okay. Part three is everybody just fucked everybody. What is the actual part three? There is no part. Oh, three. Oh, there is no part three. So you think they just fucked? 
I, I'm assuming everybody just fucked everybody. Probably. I, I mean, mean, it was fertility. You have, you have dicks bouncing. You have bared women with, well, I don't think blood's very sexy, but you have the bared women. They're all like have this adrenaline rush. Like, how do you just I think not have an orgy? People thought thought of blood as like vitality. I don't think mm-hmm. they think of blood as we do as we think of blood now because we know that blood can carry diseases and can carry all these things. So there's a stigma against blood. Mm-hmm. I personally hate blood. If I see somebody bleeding, I throw a rock at them and run. Because <laughs> fuck you, you're on your own. Because I'm afraid of blood. You're but I think that back then people thought of it as like the stuff of life, vitality. And I think it kind of was honestly a turn on as someone who was at this festival back then. I can attest to that. You think they were <laughs> turned on by the blood? I do. I do. Th- Cause I think that they, I think that they thought of it differently cause they didn't know. They didn't Why know. Why is there such a stigma around uh, menstruating then? Because it has to do with the women, with the women. I don't know. It's kind of bullshit actually. Anyways. So, it's most, it was, it was mostly about fertility. This festival is what I gathered from all the, uh, from the thought co article I read. Now this is where Pope Galileus comes in. So it's been like 1200 years since this festival has been going on and he had a bone to pick with the city of Rome. He thought that the ritual had become, uh, something different than it was in the beginning Instead of about fertility, it started to become about preventing bad behavior. Instead of about guys running with their dicks bouncing on their thighs, beating women with goat skins. Actually, one of his complaints was that people were clothed. <laughs> this guy's fucking cool. I yeah. like him. I would hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he was upset that it started to become about kind of like keeping people in line instead of fertility. Like it wasn't really about the festival. It wasn't really the festival it had started out to be. It wasn't actually performed by noble families running around naked. Uh, Riff Raff was running around clothed. What the fuck? I told you he's pissed about the clothes. Yeah. Take off your pants if you want to be a real gentleman. Uh, the Pope also mentioned that it was, uh, more of a fertility festival than a purification, rite, And there was still pestilence, even when the ritual was performed. So it wasn't like stopping bad behavior of the townsfolk. Yeah. It was just an excuse for drunk to riffraff to go around slapping people, yeah. whipping people. So the Pope wrote this letter to the leaders of Rome and Rome actually put an end to the festival. I mean, the festival, I think, is still practiced. I, I'm sure somewhere in um, like pagan circles, I'm sure they still probably practice maybe a less violent Like on a version, smaller scale. Right, of this festival. Did I mention that this fertility festival, Lupercalia, took place on February 15th? No, you didn't. Ah, uh, well, I just did. Oh. So this took place every year on February 15th and that's why they say it's linked to Valentine's Day well it makes sense if it's about reproduction as well Mm -hmm. and it's around that time yeah and a rumor has it an internet rumor has it Mm -hmm. that Pope uh Gelesis changed it from Lupercalia to Lupercalia I'm not good with Latin obviously It's, it's fine um from Lupercalius mm-hmm. to Valentine's Day. He suggested that they switch it over 
and change it to St. Valentine's Day. There's no evidence that he did that. There's no real um, hard evidence that he was the reason it was switched from the festival to Valentine's Day. But that's just kind of like another theory where Valentine's Day started. This festival of fertility and supposedly love was on February 15th. It went on for 1,200 plus years. Such a long time. Right. And then one of the popes was like, hey, guys, kind of getting out of hand. Let's kind of do this thing instead. But there's no proof of that. It's just speculation. Well, in my research, I found that along with kind of in the same lines as what you were saying about the pope, it said that the Catholic Church, um, even in their own like ancient writings, mm-hmm. are a little wishy-washy on mm-hmm. the details of mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Yeah. For instance, they have three different St. Valentine's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All three were martyrs mentioned in early writings and they were from like different places at different times. So I I think that's interesting. Pretty much the the main history of Valentine's Day is linked with the Catholic Church, which is obviously one of the oldest Christian religions. So that makes sense. But it's kind of interesting that they can't pinpoint it, even though it's one religious source. Yeah, I, there's another rumor, I think, and this is like super uh, literature in depth, but um, I think it was Chaucer who wrote a poem about Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, and that is another um, theory how Valentine's Day started, and he actually just picked a random saint that mm-hmm. was sainted around mm-hmm. February. Mm-hmm. Um, it has something to do with like birds mating, in February. And then it just caught on. And then it kind of caught on. I remember when I had to read Canterbury Tales. Oh. And I literally had to read it out loud with the accents to understand what they were saying. Because it was all old English. Not not the most fun way to spend a Friday night. But. <laughs> That's what you get for being an English major. That's what you get for being a fucking nerd. A <laughs> uh, lit nerd. Lit nerd. Oh my gosh. Okay. I I really liked my story mm-hmm. about Valentine. I liked the fact that he got his head cut off on Valentine's Day. I thought it was kind of cool. It's romantic for sure. But after hearing sure. yours, where people are just getting whipped left and right with <laughs> bloody goats, I don't know which one I like more. Uh, you know, I like them both. I think they're pretty good. Mine predates yours. It does. So, yeah. so I'm thinking it, I, I, I personally think it has some um, pagan origin. Yeah, I'm that makes ju- sense. I and just, then it sort of carried over throughout the and years then over and I over feel and like over. And then Christianity kind of made it Catholic, yeah. kind of the Catholic Church kind of took ownership of it. That makes sense. Um, because a lot of rituals or a lot of things that we do now have pagan beginnings. Yes. And they were kind of filtered through Christianity mm-hmm. and the same but different. Or even Native American stories. Mm-hmm. Like there were Native American stories about a great flood that flooded the earth. Very, very similar to the Noah's Ark story. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Like there may have been an ancient flood. And then different people sort of made it their own story. Yes. As not ne- we tend not necess- to do. Yeah. Not necessarily the whole entire world flooded. But, you know. Maybe the same A catastrophe. Area. Right. Yeah. Well, that's I'm interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And it is interesting that nobody can pinpoint the origin. I, yeah. That's kind of crazy. You think with all this consciousness and all this documentation that someone. All would, these great minds in our world. Yeah. 
somebody could pinpoint. They can't. Why we buy cards on February 14th. Exactly. At the gas station on our way to dinner because we forgot. Or my husband (laughs) at Safeway on on the way way home. home. (laughs) Yes. That is why I get a Safeway orchid every year for my birthday. (laughs) She has 10 dying orchids right now at home. (laughs) I do. And then it just kind of turned into like a running joke. Like he would just give me an orchid to kill. Like an orchid farm. Oh, gosh. I've killed so many orchids in my life. Oh, my gosh. I finally just had to say, stop. (laughs) Please stop for the love of God. I'm tired of being a murderer. I don't need a chore. Just buy me a gift. Buy me chocolate. Uh, It's just so hard to keep an orchid alive. (laughs) For me. It's the hardest plant to keep alive. Listen, I Googled it. And you have to put it at like the south end mm-hmm. in the winter at the south end. No, of they're tricky. Your house. That's why people buy them for. That's why they're so expensive, because people will buy these beautiful orchids that you know it's hard to keep them alive. It's very hard to keep them alive. I just gave up. Like love, it's hard to keep it alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of love, hmm. do you have a favorite Valentine's Day? I do have a favorite Valentine's Day. But I am a fucking cheater, and um, for once, I get an easy way out on this answer. Okay. Because my youngest child was born on Valentine's Day. I love that. I think it's the best birthday to have. It honestly is the best birthday to share, because unlike Christmas, where... Oh, you get fucked if you're you born around fucked. Christmas. Yeah, get fucked. You get... You, if you you're born you get, within one month of Christmas, you fucked. You get a double Christmas birthday yes, gift, yes. and it's so rude. Yes, yes. If you are listening and you give a double birthday Christmas gift, stop doing that. You know what? It's two different days. It is. They deserve two gifts. They do. Yeah. And don't wrap the birthday presents in Christmas wrapping. <laughs> my dad does that for my kids whose birthdays are in summer. So that's just a single dad thing. Well, unless you're <laughs> Tiffany's dad. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? I, I never know. I love it. He just uses the paper till it's fucking gone. Okay. You know what? That's round. good for the environment. I can respect Go that. Go I can respect. I can respect that actually. <laughs> yeah. But my daughter was born on Valentine's Day and, um, I remember when we went to the hospital, I brought all the nurses chocolates so that even though they had to work, there was a pile of candy in my room so that they could take treats the whole time. And then after she was born and I was snuggling my new little sweetie, my new little love bug, I told them, thank you so much for working today and don't forget to take a candy. How sweet and thoughtful of you. Yeah, it was was my definitely my favorite Valentine. That would be my favorite Valentine. I'm pretty lucky. You are lucky. Do you have a favorite Valentine? Uh, No, I don't have a favorite Valentine. Valentine's Day for me isn't... It's kind of sad, actually. Um, because my paternal grandma died after... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She... No, uh, okay. Don't look at me right now because I will cry. Um, she didn't actually die on Valentine's Day. She died three days after Valentine's day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of sad. <laughs> that is sad. Um, it just actually makes me grateful for all the people I still have in my life. Oh goodness. Turn this podcast <laughs> off right now. <laughs> so it, it's, it actually is kind of a, um, she, 
she passed away uh, February 17th, 2007. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how Valentine's Day is for me. It just kind of um, is a reminder that three days later, something sad is going to kind of come your way. So I, um, but now like it's been a, it's been 12 years since she's passed away, uh, 13 years. And I feel like we kind of celebrate like all of the cousins Mm -hmm. kind of text each other around Valentine's day and just say, you know, thinking of grams. And it's really about like the love that you have with someone, whether it's family or a lover. And, um, it just kind of reminds me like not only on Valentine's day to tell the people that you love, that you love them, but every single day, you know, because I was lucky to spend like the last days with her and tell her how much I loved her. And a lot of people don't get that chance. So, um, wow. This episode of love really took a turn. (laughs) No, I love that. And I think that you're right. I think that it's important to always remember to tell the people that you care about, that you love them and that you appreciate them. Yes. Because you never know what could happen. It's so unfortunately the world is chaos. And if, if nothing else, Valentine's day is there to help remind people Mm -hmm. to say, I love you and I appreciate you. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just make it a habit to say like when I get, like I mostly communicate with people like on the phone, you know, that you don't see every day Mm -hmm. on the phone. And I just say my thing that I say after almost every phone call is K love you. Bye. And me too. I just get in the habit of saying that sometimes I've even said that, like making dinner reservations, you hang (laughs) up like, K love you. Bye. But it, it is, it, it's important. It's important. And it, it is matters. Important. And um, so, yeah, maybe we should just end this with a little reminder to tell the people you love that you love them. Yeah. It, not only on Valentine's Day, but every chance but that every you day. get. Because yeah. every day should be Valentine's Day. You know, if you have, if you are lucky enough to find someone or family or uh, like a lover or a husband or a wife or a partner that you love, like... It's really something to be cherished and also, celebrated. Also, sometimes you can find a soulmate in your best friend, mm-hmm. a family member. Your dog. It doesn't have to be romant- a romantic partner. No, just tell people that tell you, the people in your that you life love that you love them. That you appreciate that you appreciate them. Yeah. Even if it's weird. Now you have an excuse because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. So be weird. Yeah. Like, this just got weird. <laughs> this just got weird, but you know what? I liked it. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I, hey, friend. Hey, friend. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you, Day. too. Happy Valentine's Day. Cheers to that. Again, double cheers. Double cheers. Double cheers.